AM 570 KLAC, 987 KYSR HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570. An LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney, Rodney Keaton. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. All right, let's go. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. Two-hour show for us today. And we What's are... Yep, just sprint. Giving away the Pro Flowers $100 gift card between now and two. So we invite you to stay tuned for that. Uh, Clippers won the game. But I think the real winners were those that attended the suite last night. Our listeners showed up at the crypt. Uh, everything was catered, took care of everybody, hooked everybody up. Uh, everybody was there but me. Uh, I'll explain why later. But Rodney, what was it like? Who did you meet? What were our, our listeners like? Uh, well, Freddie, I, I, I got to get something off my chest before oh, we get into Before that. we even get started? Yeah, I do. What I is do, it? Because it bothered me. It bothered me tremendously, Fred. Uh, and, uh, I mean, I didn't share this with you or Kevin beforehand, but, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm driving. I'm driving to uh, to the game last night, and uh, on the way, I'm, you know, I'm flipping around, and I, I you know, flip it to, to our station, and, and the guys that follow us are on. Okay. Um. You know, and they're 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 doing the usual take taking the shots at LeBron, and they you know that's 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 their their right, and they uh, they uh, and it's like you know, and 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 granted, listen, everybody has an opinion about LeBron. It's he's not a in the middle guy. It's either people like him, and they you know you you like him or really like him, or people don't like him at all, and okay. basically to the hate portion of it. Um, and and that's fine. And that's fine. You can you know that's what we do. You you like certain people, and when we're in our business, you you state your opinion about it, and uh, and and that's part of the job. What I don't like sometimes, if if is when things get personal, and uh, personal to the extent that you don't even know the person. Um, and so you know, obviously, LeBron, LeBron's a lightning rod for a lot of things. Uh, you know, the most recent. You know, Migos rant that he had about knowing, knowing the group early, but you know, as they were kind of coming up, and and uh, he was listening to them before most people knew about them. You know, he took a lot of heat for that, and people were, you know, doing a bunch of memes and clowning LeBron about all of that stuff. And 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 you know, our uh, our partners uh, that follow us, are, we're not shy about their opinions on it either. Okay, uh, which again is 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 fine. Um, and it's, uh, but it feels, you know, it felt a little personal. And last night, um, they got into, um, got into him again. And while getting into it, they brought Bronny into the conversation. And look, LeBron's a big man. He's a big boy. He can handle everything. He's gotten all kinds of criticism. He's got all kinds of praise. He can handle all that stuff, and he can deal with it. And so can, you know, so can I. I. I know, you know, look, I played. I understand the business. I understand all that. 
But when you start talking about somebody's kids, and you start, you know, making snarky, kind of below-the-belt comments about the kids, that I can't deal with. That, That is below the belt, that is crossing the line. Um, Ronnie's an 18-year-old kid, and full disclosure, I know him very well. Uh, Could not be more of a respectable 18-year-old. And doing what 18-year-olds do is go out, have fun, um, a... Be at parties, may be hanging out late, may have a beer in his hand, may, you know, smoke a, a joint, which is, you know, legal in California. So they go on a whole rant about him and 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 bringing in and bringing in Bronny to the conversation. Rodney, what they say and, about Bronny? For me, it's just it's just wrong. It's just wrong. Well, they, you know, it, it, it they, they started talking about, you know, LeBron and calling the shots. Basically, they were, they were blaming LeBron for everything with the Lakers. You know, okay. was, LeBron did all this, and LeBron, you know, was it's all his fault. All right. Um, and then they went into LeBron wanting to play, you know, wanting to play with the with with his son. Accurate. And how LeBron is holding the Lakers hostage, and he's making all this money, and the Lakers are are gotten in a bed with uh, I forget the words that they use, but they, they basically just saying it's it's all LeBron and he's an entitled superstar and, and the Lakers bought into all of this and, and this and that. And now, you know, he wants to play with his son. And, and so they went on and making these, stuff. Oh, you know, stop smoking the weed and they're making the weed and down in the streets and he ain't that, you know, he better pick up his game. You know, it just went, it went too far. And again, like I said, um, if Bronny wanted to be kind of ass and, and be that kid, and be that that kid that has everything, but also overly cocky and and uh, overly entitled. He could absolutely do that because of who he is, the position that LeBron has put his family into. Bronny could be the most obnoxious kid in the world, but he's not. He's a great kid. He's a yes sir, thank you, Mr. Pete. Uh, he's that kid. Um, so just hearing that and, and, you know, look, we're, we're in this business to, to talk about things and sports stars and all of that, but just don't bring the kids into the conversation, especially kids that are 18 years old. I mean, it's hard enough. Um, and you want to take your shot to LeBron, fine, do it, have at it all day long, but don't bring the kids involved and that that bothered me. It disappointed me, Fred. And I, I, I listen. There's obviously there's there's has been, and I don't know where it stems from, but there's certain level of of uh, is borderline hatred, jealousy. I don't know what you call it. Of certain, you know, some superstars that they like to go after, and and LeBron is certainly the the flavor of this time. But again, they can say whatever they want, but leave the kids out of it. And I just, I'm just, I just had to get that off my chest because I was, I, I was so angry to see the, where the direction it went and the tone, 
and then you know making snide comments about smoking weed and being out in the streets and his games this and his game is that it's just come on man come on you better than that you better than that. i mean everything can't be at the frat house well okay i'm glad you got that off your chest and as you pointed yeah. out uh kevin didn't know nor did i and i mean obviously this was bothering you and i'm glad you got it out yeah i'm glad you got it off your chest i think the thing about Bronny. And it's interesting that he's a kid, that he's in high school, but given the the presence, given the the push, given the the media buildup about him, and will he play with LeBron or won't he play with LeBron? And the NIL deals he's already got. I he didn't put himself in a position to be talked about in that way. But he certainly, despite the fact he's a kid, who you know, and I mean this is where it stems from, you know him. Yes, he, he talks to you. Yes. You know him. I don't know him. You do. You know, I'm sure he's been to the house, or, or your kids might have been yes. to, to theirs. Both. Okay, fair. You know him. You know what he's like. If you don't know what he's like, and you're looking at it from the outside, and the entire package of LeBron and social media, and I want to play with my son, and the push for Bronny, and to be fair, I think it's unfair, and I've said that before, I think this guy gets way too much attention. As a basketball player, I, I think he does. Because as you point out, he is a kid. I think he gets way too much. I think the pressure might be unbearable on him. And he might not even realize he's got that pressure on him. Um, yeah, but for what I'm, you know, and my point on that is that, yes, um, fair or unfair, he, he does have a tremendous amount of attention on him. And could be, could be this overly entitled kid that, you know, flaunts his 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 wealth and flaunts his status, but he doesn't. Right, he doesn't. And so, um, and he gen you know generally is a good kid under a tremendously big microscope. Yep, everything he does. And so, for someone to kind of take their their anger, jealousy, I. Don't like superstar athletes or whatever it may be that they have towards, and it's not just LeBron. It's other, you know, folks that we've gotten into it with that they've just gone after for no apparent reason. But so I don't know what it is from from their standpoint. But he's but 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 Bronny's not that kid. He's not that obnoxious kid. He's not that kid that is feeling entitled. He doesn't walk around with I'm Bronny James, son of LeBron on his chest he doesn't do that right right okay i'm glad you got that off your chest and yeah, and, and, yeah. and to be fair and to be to be fair rodney you know you have a different perspective because you know him. and it's probably good that you shared that it might yeah. give people a different perspective as well yeah i mean it, it is you're not gonna change everybody's mind i'm not trying to change anybody's mind and I'm not trying to, to say that you can, you you got to do whatever you want to do. But I, I just think it's crossing a line when you when you start your hatred or you, whatever it is that you have for a particular athlete or celebrity that you let that continue on to the family members, especially if one of those family members uh, is, is a kid. And you know this because you played. You understand. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you've told stories you know, about how people in Philadelphia would start yelling at Holly and stuff. Yes, yes. 
and and that you know that is what it is and and you can handle that but when you go on the airwaves and do it that's a whole different ball game and you have a platform and you're using that platform uh to 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 attack a kid it just it's it's just to me it's just wrong it's off it's off base so sorry i didn't want to interject that but I, I i just i couldn't live with myself and not if i didn't mention it and and say because it really did it bothered me driving all the way to the game fred and it and uh just had to had to get it off my chest i'm glad just, you did well we're better than that we're better than that at least i would hope that we're better than that i mean just flip it around and you know if, if uh you know someone were to say something or watch one of their kids play and and start diving in and digging in them. Imagine if somebody went after Jack because they didn't like you. Yeah. You know? Um, hey, can I just tell you something real quick about that? Yeah. So, you know, imagine if somebody goes after Jack because they don't like me. Well, obviously, you know, if you listen to the show, you know Jack plays college basketball and he was all CIF in high school and he's had a, a terrific career, his final year at Chapman. Um, and... So he's always been a kid that's kind of been a marked man. And it's not necessarily because I'm his father, but because he's pretty good. I mean, if you've seen him play, you know he's pretty good. Yeah. And people go after him. Mm-hmm. And it used to drive my wife insane, the things they would say to him on the court. And that was a function of him, not me, him. And I remember one game we're playing Westlake. Calabasas, Westlake, it's the... Uh, <laughs> It's the uh, Armani League Championship, right? So if we win this, we win the championship, and we did. And the kids from Westlake were standing at the top of the gym yelling down at Jack. I think he had 30 in that game. Late in the game. Uh, he had oh, he 50, put it on him. He yeah, put it on him. In the fourth quarter. You know what they started okay. screaming? Daddy's money. Uh, Daddy's money. And that infuriated me. Yeah. Daddy's money. First, he's at a public yeah. school. You know, and right. second, Daddy didn't pay for him to put a 30 on you. You know, Yeah, Daddy didn't make that shot from the corner. Yeah, Daddy didn't do that. Have him put 17 yeah. up in the fourth quarter and knock you guys right. out. But they right. yelled, Daddy's money. And that was the only time I've ever seen anything like that. Normally, they just attack him. You know, the minute yeah. he goes in, he's public enemy number one. But they, uh, I know what that meant. I, I felt it at that moment. Yeah. Don't yell at him about me. Right. You know, don't right. don't right. do that. He, you you might, can take it. You can take it. You know how it is. You you know, you can take it. Do you want to direct it all at me? Direct it all at me. Stay there. But don't but don't don't throw that out there. Don't throw that out there cuz that's that's intentional and it's spiteful. It is it's just all ugly when you when you try to you try to hit somebody with their kids. Okay. You know? So, but you're right. So that, that infuriated you, and and it's like, why do you have to go there? What's the reason? Why do you got to go there? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I tell you what, it's uh, this is a different world, and, and yeah. you played, so you know what it's like to have your family members yelled at or attacked. It's a very different world, and people think they can say whatever they want, and they they can. They do. But, they, yeah, but there are consequences do. to that, and and people. Yeah oftentimes are not kind. I've been blessed since I've worked here. The majority of time, people have been very kind to me. Mm-hmm. But they, they can be very unkind. They can be unkind yeah. to you. They can be unkind to your family members. Uh, I, I think that's just a... I think what you said is reason for pause and good for everybody to think about. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, you can just keep it one-on-one. Keep it where you you are. Because it, it, it becomes you, you, you it becomes personal. And it shouldn't be personal, especially if you don't really, you don't know the guy. You know? You, you, you don't you know, like him meddling and demanding Russell Westbrook to be here and and uh, the you know the things that he's he's done and all those things. That's fine. That's fine. You're not a LeBron fan, right? That's fine. That's what we do. But he's he's he, LeBron has nothing to do with all that. So why bring him up? All right, we are giving away the Pro Flowers gift card between now and two o'clock. We might yeah. stay tuned for that. Uh, we do have to get into what happened last night at the suite. Ay ay ay! Got to hear that story, and then um, I'll explain why I wasn't at the suite and extend <laughs> my apologies. I want to hear that. Yeah, I'll do it. You got some news for it, don't you? No. You got some inside news. No. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. No. Okay, good. No. <laughs> Hey, it's your girl Nina Chantel. You're listening to my homies, Fred Rogan and Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. You're home of the Dodgers. Oh, yeah. Where'd you get that notion? Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan. I just did it. I'm sorry. I don't like to do it often, but I just rocked the boat, Fred. I just rocked the boat a little bit. But let's move on. I apologize. Well, no, I don't apologize. Do not apologize. I love to rock the boat. Come on. Speak your mind. Yeah. That's why we're here. Free your soul. That's right. Uh, All right. So let's talk about it. The uh, the Clippers beat the Lakers last night. Uh, Lakers weren't in the game. Then they were. They were. Then they weren't because they just don't have enough gas in the tank. Their engine doesn't run long enough. They can't complete the mission. But the Clippers did. Clippers had a bit of a little roll now, and the Lakers still going the other way. LeBron limped off. We don't know what happened to him. It's a groin. We don't know how serious. But, boy, here you go. It's like the dam bursts. Plug this hole, and here comes another one. Yep. So you got a a sore groined, bad-footed, sick LeBron. You got a bad-backed Anthony Davis. But you do have the sixth man of the year coming off the bench. So, see, is your glass half empty or is your glass half full? There you go. All right. Man, what do you want to talk about? The game first or the suite? Or what do you want to do? Do a little, do do a little of the a game. Little, do a little game. Do a little game. We'll yeah, the game, you know, like you mentioned, the, the, the Lakers, they were in it. I mean, they were in it most of the game. And, you know, Clippers would 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 break out and and. and you know, get this big lead, and then the Lakers would fight their way back and cut it, you know, cut it to two or tie it up, and you felt like, you know, it's okay, they're hanging in, they're hanging in, and then eventually, as most of the games have gone this season, is that the Lakers run out of gas, and they can't hold on in the second half, or, or in particular in the fourth quarter, and then late in that fourth quarter, it just, it got to be too much. Um, but you're right, it's... It, um, it's a tough season, man. It already is, and you're we're already eleven games in, and it just is feeling like a a long, long season. And watching the game, Fred, it was the Clippers have so much more depth, talent on their entire roster than the Lakers do. There was a moment that I had to look up 
and I had to go kind of look at the scoreboard to see who was on the court with LeBron. Because <laughs> I didn't, because I didn't, the names was like, wait, who is that? Who is that again? And it's, uh, I've never seen that from a, a LeBron team where you're, you're scrambling and say, okay, who's, who's on the court with him? Because, you know, it was at one point uh, that, that Russ and, and, um, AD were out and Pat Bev were out of the game and it was LeBron and, and, and obviously Austin Reeves was in there, but it was just, man, it was, it didn't feel right. I guess put it that way. And, and you're right. I think in that situation, what was very glaring and has been glaring all season long is they don't have any shot makers. They can't make shots. They can't make shots. Many, so many, too many times um, guys were getting getting the ball, getting it dished to them, and missing, missing wide open threes, missing wide open, you know, 18-footers. And, and then on the flip side of that, between Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson and and uh, Paul George, they're knocking them down. They're knocking them down. Luke Kennard, they're 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 knocking them down. And it, it was painful if you're a Laker fan. And by the way, in the suite, there was probably would you say Kevin? There's about ninety ten percent Laker fans as opposed to Clipper fans in that suite. What do you think, Kev? Ooh, ninety percent Laker fans. I saw one Clipper jersey. <laughs> well, the two two folks, the father son down father, there. Father son were down. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they but, were Clipper folks. Yeah, and the son the son was draped in all sorts of like the old school Clippers, the old uh, yeah, red, was. white. And yeah, blue. he was. Yeah, he was. So maybe okay, maybe ninety five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty Laker dominant though. Did you? Yeah. Uh, were, did the people enjoy it? You get to know them. Yeah, yeah. I think they really enjoyed it. I, I think it was. Uh, I don't know who sent out the memo though, Kevin. Maybe you can enlighten me, but. But the uh, the buffet was in abundance, Fred. You would have really enjoyed it. <laughs> the spread was impressive. The spread, am I right, Kevin? Yeah. The spread was impressive with you know the Caesar salad and the pasta. They had you really? know the, they had that dogs, just the chicken dogs, fingers, yeah. chicken fingers, dogs, uh, nachos, uh, nachos and chili with the nachos if you wanted it. I mean, it was flowing, Fred. Yeah. Props to flowing. Dave Weiss because Dave Weiss a couple of days ago was like. I'd be slim pickings for the food and the sweet. I'm trying to pull a couple of things. We'll see what happens. And then I walk in, and it's like the bee's knees. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. We, we did a great job of, of, of laying it out, man. It was, it was great. But people were happy. I, lo- I love the fact, you know how it is, Fred, when we go out and you, you know, we do it either together or individually. Um, you just really get to, get to know how many people actually really – not just listen to the show, but really listen to the show on a regular basis. Okay. You know, and, and that was clearly evident. As I talked to different people, uh, it, 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 uh, it came up very often that people were drawing from a show we did months ago. They remember that uh, one show when you had this, and, and of course everybody loves when ED comes on, and then Vic, and all the questions people were asking about how's Vic doing. So, Vic, you're loved. The people in the suite were asking about you all the time, all night long. Um, but just how engaged our listeners are, they know everything about our show and what we do and, and who this and, and the games we play and the never loss and, you know, keep giving it to Fred and, and, and all those things. And, and, uh, how oh, Fred's got it. Fred's such a good sport. Cause you guys get on him so hard. I said, yeah, yeah, no, he is. He takes it. He takes it like a champ. Um, but they love it all, man. And, and I think 
genuinely everybody had a good time had a real good time um it's a nice suite but uh it was very evident from the game standpoint that uh the lakers are far inferior to the clipper talent on the team and i'm not talking the top end i'm talking about the really the the entire team yeah because they're awful <laughs> that's why they're far inferior they're just awful yeah they've got a bad yeah, roster and, and there's really no way to try and figure out how to fix it. I mean, what are you going to do? And now we'll find out about LeBron. That would be the yeah. cherry on the Sunday. If yeah. he's out. And you knew him. it was coming. You knew yeah. it was coming. I mean, as much as, as LeBron has, you know, been the at his age, um, being obsessed about keeping his body in shape, and he is in shape, but uh, it, it doesn't matter how in shape you are. Father Time's going to hit you and is going to nick you, and you're going to get those nags that you didn't get when you were 25 years old. Um, you're getting them now, and that's what's happening. And he's got a groin, and, and you know, you know that nightmare of the groin we had a couple years ago with LeBron. Remember that, and just hopefully this thing is not one that that lingers on, because that would be uh, disastrous uh, for a team that's already in a in a tailspin and it's this part of the season is that that is so early but uh hopefully they're gonna have to be very careful about how they approach lebron and coming back because he is their offense he is he is the guy i mean he had he had 30 and had to earn every bit of it um but it's all you know it's forcing him to take shots you know every time he takes a three you're like oh okay good oh okay good but he's got to do it um and on the flip side, Russ is he's like he, they're giving him buckets to take shots and say, "Okay, take this," and and uh, he's not taking them. But other guys, it's not just Russ because I think Russ has played pretty well since he started coming off the bench. But but the other guys, they got to knock down shots, Fred. At the end of the day, it's, it's that simple. You know, it's that simple. Guys are wide open and can't knock down shots. You said it's disastrous if LeBron is going to be out for any period of time. Well, how could it get more disastrous than it is? Well, instead of losing by 10 or whatever they've been losing by, it's going to be losing by 25. Okay. Six of one half dozen of the other. <laughs> well, a loss beat. is a loss, right? Yeah. Hey, Troy was in the suite last night. He just called. Hey, Troy, how are you? Hey, guys. I'm good. What's up, my man, Troy? What's going on? Rodney, <laughs> Troy, you're the man. Troy and Goalie were great last night. Yeah, Troy and his wife Goalie were in the suite. We were hanging out, man. It was it was a great time. It was. It was so fun to stay with you for a couple hours. And I mean, my favorite part was just talking like '90s hoops and and '90s NFL with you and yeah. old school USC UCLA football and all that kind of stuff, man. That was incredible. And the food was awesome. The the spread was ridiculous. Yes, it was. Yes, it was, Troy. And uh, yeah, no, it was great to meet you, man. And uh, going back, yeah. a lot of a uh, lot of uh, similar similar things that we had in common. But uh, appreciate you, you and your wife coming out, man, and getting to know you a little bit. Oh, thank you guys for answering my call. It was super random. I picked up, uh, I turned on my keys and turned on the radio, and you guys, yeah, call for sweet tickets. I was like, all right, I called and I won. And I was like. Date night, baby. Let's get the babysitter. Let's go. Outstanding. <laughs> hey, Troy, thanks yeah. for showing up last night. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to Redondo High School. They're playing uh, their, their second-round playoff game. I know I know. Life is an alum. So, yeah, we're going to hopefully get that victory this weekend and advance to the semis, which would be uh, a big step for them as they're trying to rebuild their program. I'll tell you one go thing about – Go Coach Ellison. I'll tell you about Redondo. 
They may have the best spirit yeah. squad in oh, the state. Oh, is that right? Really? I am not kidding you. Really? Yeah, Redondo. Oh, my God. Have you? The fans and the stands. Oh, my God. It is, it's incredible. Yeah, it, really? They get into it like a, that? Huh? I, I don't know if there's a better school. Yeah, they're trying. Yeah. They're really wow. trying to make a whole, like, like Friday night, like, thing out of it. It's, it's a whole experience. Like, uh, their cheering section, their student section, the whole nine. It's, it's pretty epic. It's a lot of fun. And uh, I live pretty close, so I take the kids. And we'll be there tomorrow night. Cool. Very cool. Thanks, Troy. Appreciate you calling. Uh, Rodney, I do want to say, I, I feel badly I wasn't there last night. I, I, yeah. I feel I, I feel terribly because I love to meet our listeners um, and yeah. spend time with them. And I hope we get to do another one of these uh, down the road because when we did it at Dodger Stadium, everybody had a good time. And obviously, last night, everybody had a good time. And I had planned on being there, but then uh, an opportunity... Uh, the situation presented itself, and I had to make a choice. Uh, I was at the L.A. Economic Development Corporation Awards, the Eddie Awards, as they're known. Ooh. And that is at SoFi Stadium. Mm-hmm. There were probably about a 1,000 people there. And I went oh, wow. because I was asked to present an award to the Rams for their uh, economic development here in Southern California, Inglewood, what they've meant to the community, really what Stan Kroenke has put together. So I, I got this call, and they said, would you present? The, there are three people won awards, and uh, the Rams were one of them. So who would I sit next to all night? No, not Stan. You know who exactly who I sat next to? Our buddy Kevin. Right next to Kevin Demoff. Yeah. Right next to Kevin, who did, I presented you, the award to. Did you uh, you burn his ear off? No. <laughs> you, know, you, you know, it's funny. Now he's basically held captive, so I could ask oh, him whatever yeah. I wanted to ask him, right? Right. And we just BS, basically. Laughed, told stories, um, some stuff that I had not known about their move from St. Louis, things like that. Hmm. Uh, so it, it was a good time, and uh, I, I do want to say I was a bit surprised. Oh, Pat Harvey from Channel 2 oh, was Pat. the MC. Pat, we love Pat. Oh, my God, we love Pat. And, you know, we, we started laughing. I've been her neighbor twice. We huh. lived next to each other in Tarzana, and we lived down the street from each other when, when we were in Calabasas and she was in Hidden Hills. So oh, wow. we laughed about that, and it was great seeing her. She looks unbelievable. She looks incredible. She just signed a new deal. She's going to be there for a while, um, and she looks and she's great. been there for a while, too, and, right? And she's, yeah. she's going to be there for a while, too. Yeah. But she looks great, and if you've never met Pat Harvey, and look, she works at Channel 2, and you know I work at Channel 4. She's one of the nicest people on the planet. She's just 100%. a really good person. So, also in the crowd, and I didn't realize this, but now she's introducing the luminaries that were there. Uh-huh. I mean, there were state senators. This was like a big to-do. Rick Caruso was there. Okay. He went. You know, and this we, is an award for? Economic sorry, development. Okay. Economic development. Yeah, um, he was there, even though the mayor's race was not decided yet. He was there at a table being introduced with everybody. So it's now it's time for me to present for, you know, the Rams and what they've done in the community. So the first thing I do, I get up there and I, I thank Pat, talk about that we were neighbors. And I said, you know, I think it's great to see Rick Caruso here tonight. And uh, no, we don't know what the outcome of the mayor's race is, but I'm glad he's here because there's a question I want to ask him. A thousand people get quiet. 
Oh. I can't even see him, by the way, because it's dark and the lights are on the stage. So I kind of look in the direction where I think he's sitting. I said, hey, Rick, I got a question for you. Is it possible for me to get a discount on a condo at the Americana in Glendale? That's what I said. <laughs> Everybody started to laugh. You asked for a discount on a car. No, a condo. Because he, he built yeah. the condos in the yeah. office. He owns everything. Um, you asked for a discount, Fred. Uh, yeah. That's <laughs> at the economic. And you said this out. Wars. You said this out loud, Fred. I said it in front of everybody. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? People laughed, and then I said, "And uh, you know, I said we're standing here in the middle of SoFi State. Is this not a beautiful facility?" And everybody starts clapping. I said, "There's actually one person, one person to thank for this. There's one person that made this all happen, and that person is me." They laughed again. <laughs> I'm there to give them off an award. Uh, you, you did not bring out the relocation Rogan <laughs> out of your back pocket. Oh, no. But it, it really was a great night. Um, Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And uh, thrilled to be asked. Really good to run into everybody there. I did ask him about what happened with Stafford. What's with this concussion? Mm. I did ask that. Should I have not asked that? No, no, you should have asked it. I would have asked. Okay. I would have asked the same question. Like, what in the world? Because it hit everybody by surprise. Yeah. So, absolutely, you got you to gotta ask. And but, I'm, sure, and to on, I'm sure Kevin was very, you know, as Kevin is, we both know Kevin. He's a stand-up guy, and, you know, he, he will share what he can share. Here's what he shared. We're not really sure when it happened. All we know is he came right. in, and he said, you know, I'm just not right. And they uh -huh. looked at him, and they said, "Okay, then you're going into protocol." Yeah, yeah. it was it was which is legitimate because yeah. I've I'm a guy that has had several concussions uh, during my playing days, and sometimes they 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 manifest themselves in so many different ways that you you know it can be a delayed reaction. It can be something that you're not 100 percent sure of. Why am I feeling this way? And and it very well may not be a concussion, but it very well could be right. a concussion. So um, not out of the, the realm of possibility. And I know there's a bunch of conspiracy theories out there and all that kind of stuff, but it could be as very simple as, hey, I'm just not right today. Yeah. Let's take a, a deeper look. Yeah, and the thing he told me, too, is, you know, better safe than sorry. They're not rushing anybody here. Yeah. You know, he's going to go through the protocol. They're going to make 100% sure that he's good to go. And that's when he'll go. Yeah, and they should. That's exactly what they should be doing. Yeah, it's not. It's, I mean, it's twenty twenty two. It's a different approach to to everything in health. And so, yes, you err on the side of caution, especially anything dealing with the head. Uh, also, we we really didn't get to hit on this yesterday, but I found it interesting. I want to do just a couple of minutes on it now. Yeah. Uh, we know Jalen Ramsey called out the uh, basically called out the offense. Yeah, he did. For the Rams' loss against Tampa. And I thought, eh, you know, I, I understood what he was saying, but as you would say, maybe that's your inside voice you should be using. You, you shouldn't yes. express that publicly. Yes. You know, if you want to if you want to sit and bitch about it in the locker room with your defensive buddies, that's one thing. If you want to make it public, it seems to me it's kind of divisive. Kind of divisive. Yes. Uh, it is. Okay, so uh, Cam Hayward who plays for Pittsburgh, a defensive tackle. Now he weighs in on it. He was asked about it. 
And he says, you know, I can only speak for our team. When our offense comes up short, you just think as a defense we got to do more. Whatever it takes. We know it's not going to be perfect on the other side of the ball, but we're provided an opportunity to win the game when we step on the field. I don't think it comes down to pointing the finger. I think it comes down to just understanding the situation that when one unit fails short, the other units got to step up. I got to tell you something. Very well said. I got I to gotta be honest with you. I kind of I kind of err on the side of what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. Um, because it could be. I mean, that, that is that is something that I don't care what uh, team I played for. There was, you know, things were, were not going great. Um, there was always going to be that little tension sentiment over who's not who's not carrying their weight and who's not carrying the load when it comes or doing their part. Um, offense or defense, yeah, and 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 finger point is not, and, and it's one of those things you gotta you gotta nip that in the bud immediately before it gets crazy. And I don't know if they've done that because guys talk and guys hear things, and I'm sure the, uh, the offense have certainly uh, uh, have heard that from from him and probably being asked all kinds of questions about it. But that's not something, as you mentioned, it's something you you use your inside voice with that, not outside voice. Yeah, it's not the first time he said stuff, by the way. Jalen Ramsey's yeah. kind of a firecracker. He can go off at any moment. But yes. when you when you were playing, did you ever have a defensive player go to the media and say, the reason we lost the game is because Rodney couldn't push the ball into the end zone and we had to come out there and we shouldn't have been out there in the first place? I mean, did you ever have anything like that? I, I can't say that I have. I don't I definitely don't remember off the top of my head, but I and I would. If somebody would have would have come out publicly uh, on a press conference or, you know, answering questions to the media saying the offense didn't do their part or, or Rodney and uh, missed too many passes or if, if Rodney didn't throw that interception on that play, we would have won. No, I don't I don't remember anybody doing that um, that I played with, um, because that's 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 not a good thing. That's not that's not being a team guy. Because the way it's supposed to be, if the offense goes out and can't score a point or only scores three, well, your job is to not let the other team score more than three. That's the way you got to look at it. We got your back. I got your back. You got mine. And and not this, we should have never went back on the field. Well, you did. And if that's your attitude going back, which believe me, I'm sure it was, I'm sure they're looking at the, you know, sitting on the bench like we just, we just had this great stop. You know, we had this great stop, and, and now it should be game over. All offense got to do is go get a first down yep. and game over. Yeah. And so you're sitting on the bench drinking your Gatorade, just putting, getting ready to, to loosen your, your, your laces, and all of a sudden you got to go back. And, and so your mindset is like, oh, man, I gotta, now I got to get ready again to go play and play another series when you thought it was over. Um, but that's part over. It's never – obviously it's never over. It's cliche, never over till it's over. But – you got to always stay ready. But I get them saying, God, we just did it. We won the game. Defensively, we shut them down. We stopped Tom Brady in the in the red zone to win the game. And then they got to go back. So the mentality, and as you saw on that last drive, they weren't apart. sharp. They picked them apart. He went right down the field, and they scored. It's like there was like, no defense down exactly, there. Exactly, exactly. You could tell that they were mentally not ready to go back for one more series. Yeah. All that, all that being said is true, and uh, let's just put it like this. Jalen Ramsey shouldn't have said anything. No, 
No, he should not have. You know, he's a very talented player. And a veteran I, player. And a veteran player that if he continues to do that, can be a very talented veteran problem. All right, when we come back, top of the hour. Top of the hour. We're going to get into something you... Man, you're just... You're like a lightning rod the last couple I of am. days. I am. We're going to get am. to something you said yesterday. <laughs> Didn't. I, I can't reserve the right to change my mind even in the same topic time. Yeah, well, you can explain that. <laughs> people people spoke out, so we'll get they into did. that. They did. And uh, also, The following story. is an L.A. Clippers promotion. Can you please stop calling it a promotion? What am I promoting? The L.A. Clippers play host to Kevin Durant and the sideshow known as the Brooklyn Nets. And I'm still sitting in the seat standing. Don't miss a moment of the action this Saturday. It's Clippers Nets. I'm a light. I'm a beacon of light. That's what I'm here to do. Clippers Countdown begins at noon right here on AM570 L.A. Sports. And now another Rogan and Rodney. Oh, yeah! Afternoon Delight. Oh, within the archives. Today's Throwback Thursday edition of Afternoon Delight is Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go by Wham! This song appears on the duo's second studio album entitled Make It Big, which was released in 1984. This track held the top position on the Billboard Hot 100 charts for three weeks in a month of November that year. In addition to reaching platinum status in the U.S. with over 2 million units sold, the song also went double platinum in Australia and the U.K. and was ranked at 28 on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of the 80s. Again, today's afternoon delight is Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go by Wham! Rodney, we still have to give away Profiler's gift card. We're going to do that during the 1 o'clock hour. You know, tomorrow's Veterans Day. It is. We say thank you. For your service. Thank you for help keeping us safe. Uh, thank you to those who oftentimes don't get the acknowledgement that they truly deserve. And one group of people that believes it's very important to salute our veterans are the folks that own Rock and Brews. And you know who owns Rock and Brews? I do. Yeah. Kiss. Let's bring yes. in Paul Stanley. Paul, thanks for jumping on. Hey, my pleasure. It's, uh, you know, it's an interesting time. Uh, with all these elections going on and, and uh, with uh, Veterans Day coming up and sports, everything's, everything's exciting. So uh, I'm here and, uh, you know, just thought I'd check in with you and, and uh, tell everybody, firstly, about Veterans Day. And, and that's so important to me. And those, those, there's my dogs barking. But um, I love it. You know, Veterans Day is, is important, and so many of us have, kind of turned it into barbecue day. And the fact is that it's a time to honor all the people who make this country free because freedom only comes at a price to those who are willing to fight for it. The rest of us get it for free, literally. So uh, at Rock and Brews, our restaurants, which are awesome, on uh, Veterans Day, we give a free pulled pork sandwich or a strawberry field salad to everybody who comes in who's uh, 
military or first responders, and those are the people we owe everything to. So it's not it's not us just uh, going through the motions. Actually, every rock and bruise that we open, the first people to come in are the military. We we celebrate them and give a donation and, and try to become good good neighbors and good Americans. That's fantastic, uh, Paul. And you guys have been doing this, uh, you, like you said, for for a while now since the inception. Um, and when you think about veterans and you see uh, a lot of veterans, no matter what city you're in, um, and there's a huge homeless problem, a lot, a lot of things that, uh, that kind of break your heart for the people that have served this country. Um, first of all, I want to applaud you for, for recognizing that. And, and little things go a long way, as I'm, I'm sure you, you already know. Um, but are we as a country doing enough for our veterans it feels like every every cycle we talk about it and we need to do more do more but still the homelessness seems to be growing uh the mental and physical health situation seems to be growing it feels like we just need to do a lot more paul well certainly look you know um we have no no qualms about sending military into battle into harm's way and uh um, these honorable men and women do it for the country. And um, I don't think that when they return, quite honestly, they get the support or help they need, whether it's um, broken bodies or, or uh, psychological issues. So I think we could be doing quite a bit more. And uh, in the meantime, I just want to try to raise, you know, attention of, of these great people. These are these are the people who make it possible for you and I to have the freedom to have uh, dissenting opinions. And no matter what you think of how the country is going at this point, that's the dynamics of democracy and uh, them to thank for it. So I, I think that anything we can do for them and certainly um, a free sandwich or a salad isn't the answer but maybe shining a light on the situation certainly helps and letting them know, hey, there are people who care. So yeah. to, so tomorrow uh, at Rock and Brews, veterans will get a complimentary pulled pork sandwich or a strawberry field salad. Is that correct? That's correct. And, uh, you know, first responders and, again, the military, like uh, we were saying, it's, it's uh, you know, it, it, it's the least, I mean, it, it's so minuscule in terms of what these people have done for us. If nothing else, it's, it's bringing attention. I don't think, uh, with everything that's done in this country, I, I certainly don't think that uh, these great people who make this country what it is ever get a, a, a real fair shake. Well, you know, what a great promotion from Rock and Brews. You guys have done so much. The promotion will be offered nationally at all Rock and Brews locations on Friday. Uh, thanks for coming on. And, and the good news, whatever was troubling your dogs has now been taken care of. And I think that's really important to point out. You know, the good news is I shot him. <laughs> no, no, oh, no, Paul, no. No, Paul, no. Oh. Hey, Paul, did I, did I used to see you roaming around Encino Little League from time to time? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. 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 Um, you know, yes. um, one of one of my duties beyond being a rock and roll icon is being a dad. And, yeah. uh, 
you know, if uh, if I'm not on tour, I'm driving my kids to school every day and picking them up and take, you know, what we find is yes. we become parents is that we really become glorified Uber drivers. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I remember those days I had my kids go through Encino Little League and I do remember you uh, hanging out there being very, very involved, man. So, uh, listen, we appreciate you coming on. We appreciate everything that you have done and are doing with Rock and Brews. Of course, we have always loved the music, man. So thanks again for everything. Well, thank you. You know, what I try to say at our shows, too, is being a patriot and loving your country is hip. There's nothing There's nothing uncool about that. And, and uh, I think everybody needs to stop this, uh, this sense that somebody who has a dissenting opinion is the enemy. We're, we're all in this together, and uh, we're in a great country, and we'll, we'll, we'll get through whatever troubled times we have.